0: Welcome back to another episode of Gems Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on Gems Podcast. With me is my special guest, Brandon Cordoba, and here's a bit about Brandon. Brandon Cordoba is the founder of iloveshinyobjects.com, the creator of eight online productivity courses. He filters productivity tips based on how much structure you feel most comfortable working with by something he calls the career personality test. He is a productivity consultant for the easily distracted, and he recently fulfilled a decade long dream of moving to the Caribbean. So without further ado, please welcome the man behind it all, Brandon Cordoba, where we're going to learn productivity. We're going to also put a twist on it, ADHD, productivity as a whole, and how he helps his clients.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure, Brandon. And before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the segment, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to know you better. And I like to do it via a icebreaker. So there are two options for that. So one is a rapid fire 10 question game, or the other is breaking the ice up front. So what are you in the mood for?
1: Uh, Let's try rapid fire.
0: Okay. It's going to be rapid fire for a reason. Be quick. <laughs> so question number one, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why?
1: Um, When I got married with my wife, because it it just went by so fast and I, I wish I could relive it again.
0: Ooh. How long have y'all been married now?
1: Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I should know this. Um, It's not rapid fire. Uh, four years. years, Okay.
0: Congratulations. Number two, favorite color.
1: Um, it was green, but, and it turns into red later on in life.
0: (laughs) Three. Are you a coffee, tea, smoothie, or neither drinker?
1: Uh, all the above. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Four. Dream car.
1: Um, I would say a Koenigsegg.
0: Okay. dang, hey, you got me stumped on that one. I'm going to have to look that one up because I can't picture that one. Okay. All I'm picturing is Lambos because that's my favorite, favorite car and dream car right now.
1: Okay. Which one?
0: I think I want a, Lambo, a Lamborghini, Colorado black on the outside, black in the inside with blue neon lights. Cause that's my favorite color. And it has to be the top of the line with the RPM. I love like need for speed
1: stuff. <laughs> oh, I definitely get it tinted with ceramic coating because it'll get hot. So
0: Yes, especially where I live. <laughs> Six, if you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop on any conversation, past or present, whose conversation are you listening to?
1: Um, Jesus and the disciples that the night before uh, he was, you know, betrayed and everything just what he said and especially what he said to John.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a deep one. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I would probably do Eve and ask her, why did you have to deceive us in the garden and cause us to have this suffering?
1: <laughs> yeah. During childbirth. Yeah.
0: then. <laughs> if you were if you were given the option to donate to three charities and money was no option because you won the lottery, what three charities are you donating to?
1: Well, I, I currently donate to clean water, clean water climb and they help out mainly in Malawi in Africa, um, building clean water wells. And then, uh, also with schools and hospitals over there. And, um, yeah, um, so it would definitely be that one because my friend run, friend runs it, and two others. Uh, I used to help out with Habitat for Humanity, but I I think I would want to do something with um, kind of like mentoring the younger generation, and maybe something with either widows or orphans. I used to help out with um, um it was kind of like um the kids who I guess they didn't have a home and they got put into kind of public housing because of whatever happened with their parents. And so, um,
0: yeah. Nice. Eight. Hey, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would you be partaking a meal with?
1: Um, the first person on top of my mind is Elon Musk. Cause he just seems so interesting to me. I bet he has so many interesting nuances and perspectives on things. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure if you asked me uh, a day ago, I would think of someone completely different. So
0: Yeah, and he just bought Twitter for 44 whopping billion. I'm like, man, this guy is doing some amazing things. And it all started with a dream. Like, uh, there was an article where it said his sister said, Oh, Elon was always a dreamer or whatnot. And people thought he was crazy, but everything that he said he wanted as a kid has now came to fruition. Most of it.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing guy.
0: Nine favorite quote or mantra.
1: Um, I guess it's a little cheesy, but it's from my grandma and, uh, cause she used to tell it to me all the time, but, it was uh, something along the lines, if there's a will, there's a way. So,
0: yeah, I've heard that quite a bit too.
1: <laughs> 10,000 10, times in my life. So,
0: <laughs> And 10, our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed for this one question. And you get to ask me something. If you play, I ask one last question. So do you want to pass or play?
1: Um let's pass. Okay.
0: Um, What's your question?
1: Um how did you get started in your business?
0: Ooh, that is a good one. So, with the podcast that started um after losing my dad to medical negligence in November of 2020, I started just doing solo episodes as a way to go through my grief journey and then once I got in the right i would say the right headspace then i started interviewing some of the guests that were already like reaching out to me that i just kept shooting down because i just wasn't in the mood to interview somebody and then for my other part of the business um, Cause I do health and wellness as well as visionary life coaching that came after me being laid off one week after finding out that my dad passed from oil and gas. So I was like, Oh, well, let me just take all the skills and talents I have and I could coach people. And my first client was a lady that was already like following my journey. And she knew that I was very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she was in higher ed, but she wanted to really make a difference when it came to, um, Kids of color that were in higher ed that wasn't just being seen and heard. So I coached her through that. And then she moved across the country, got a new job, and is doing very well today.
1: Wow. Awesome. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. I'm and thank you. You
1: had to go through so much pain to, you know, find, I guess, uh, pleasure or meaning, but it often happens in life like that.
0: Yeah. I tell people it's the pain to purpose road to recovery. So thank you, Brandon, for playing rapid fire. Now let's dive into the meat and potatoes. Everyone's um, interested in learning more, how they could be productive, you know, really have that time management where they're taking control of their day and they don't feel like their day is rushing by fast, where they haven't achieved anything. And I know you have a specialized angle because when you think about productivity, you deal with it from an ADHD um, perspective, you have experience there, but then also time management and then some of the other things that you have went through, because obviously you love it because you have eight courses. So let's just start by laying the foundation and telling, uh, telling the audience, why did you focus on productivity? What led you to what you're doing now?
1: Oh, well, I had ADHD growing up so I struggled in in school, but not not because I can I um my lights falling down. Oh, uh, no worries. One, one second. Well, I struggled uh in school growing up uh, cuz I had ADHD myself and getting distracted, but um it wasn't because uh, school was hard for me. It was because it was boring. It wasn't interesting and it wasn't fun and I would always be daydreaming in my head and so I carried some of that throughout life but discipline helped me a lot. Discipline and structures and routines and uh, my dad was a military so very disciplined and so that did help me but I went into mechanical engineering which was uh, a big struggle for me because it was hard for me to hold many different variables in my head at the same time and the equations got very complex so there was a lot of um, there was like a complex sequence uh, some I remember some mathematical equations taking me like two to three pages just to figure it out and uh, so that that was a struggle for me so that's when I really and then when I started working in oil and gas like you uh, as an engineer uh, I continued to struggle and so I got burned out with oil and gas pretty quick after maybe like three years or so. And so after that, I was like, well, what do I want to do? And, uh, I, I heard about an entrepreneur group, um, in Colorado, it was a Christian entrepreneur group. And I was like, well, uh, I just took the plunge and I, I went out to a big event they were having and, um, I started kind of figuring out, um, I guess, what I wanted to do there. I knew I wanted to help people in some way. And I'd struggled so much, uh, you know, with productivity and focus growing up. And so, and I had a lot, lots of experience. Um, I think I counted, I had like over 12 family members who also have ADHD. So I felt like I had a lot of experience. So I, so I went that route, um, helping people one on one with ADHD. And that's that's
0: amazing because you quickly realize that It was something that you didn't want to do and that was okay. You didn't feel like pressure to stay in it because people who are struggling, they often feel pressure to stay in it because of the expectations that other people put on them when in actuality, they're not happy, they're not fulfilled or complete. And with you just coming from a background of military family, your dad was very disciplined. Then I'm sure you had pressures of school and school sometimes when, when kids have ADHD and I'm just speaking from the context of my sister-in-law, who's a teacher, sometimes they're bored because the material doesn't challenge them because they're on a higher level than what they're teaching. And if no one realized that, okay, maybe this kid is very bright. Maybe they need to be bumped up to um, GT, gifted and talented, so they can be challenged and actually engage. And they're not like a bad student. They actually are a good student. It's just that they need something that, is more on their intellectual level that drives them, and they're eager to learn, so I'm not sure if that's one of the ways why you were bored, or maybe even the teacher sometimes, it could be the delivery of the material that that teacher is giving, maybe they're not the best teacher for that subject, but you know, they're just doing it because no one else is there, there's so many different um, dimensions whenever it comes to ADHD, and I like that, you're using your ADHD as a superpower to help other people in the productivity space because sometimes people who don't talk about certain problems often go overlook and they're very capable of accomplishing so many things. It's just, you kind of need a little roadmap to kind of steer them and guide them. So as you, tra- <laughs> so when you made that transition, Brandon, did you feel like people were judging you or did you feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Or what was that like?
1: Oh yes. It was incredibly hard. My parents uh, gave me a very, very hard time and it was very stressful. And um, I I felt like I got rejected by my parents, I guess to put it frankly. So um, maybe I've heard a lot of my friends who are Asian, their parents are similar, I guess, to mine were, especially like I have a friend who's a dentist. And, you know, if he's basically not a doctor, it feels like, you know, your parents will disown you. So uh, it was very stressful. Was there another aspect to that question? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, there, there is. So, um, and I think with parents from certain cultures, like they are status driven and they want their kids to be a certain way. Like, especially from like Michael, my, like my culture, my mom is Caribbean and my dad South, my dad was from South America. My brother is an engineer. Um, I was going to be a psychology major until they told me it was a BS major. You're not going to make any money unless you get a master's or a PhD. And I was like, I wasn't thinking about that. Cause all I saw was dollar signs. Um, was a psych major for 2 years and changed my entire major didn't want to lose the course credits because i knew the amount of money that was already being spent so changed it to psych, um, changed it from psychology to supply chain and logistics and tech and then of course like just the other pressures and then my other brother's very successful and he just has a 2 year degree but whenever you have older siblings and you're the youngest one like they expect you to follow suit what the other ones are doing because it's what they what they thought and then if you did something that was just not smart like you would hear the sarcasm like oh you're a scholar and then people like think oh yeah I'm bright like but really no that was their sarcastic way of saying something like to get you to wake up so like what cultural background are you from Brandon if you don't mind me asking
1: Uh, Mainly Hispanic. uh, So Mexico, Spain, um, and Italian, Italy. And well, I did the DNA ancestral background and I was surprised I'm kind of all over. So uh, I think I'm 1% or 2% from from Africa, somewhere near like Ethiopia. So I don't know. I, I have a lot, but mainly Hispanic, Italian, I would say.
0: Do you feel the culture that your parents are from and their values had a lot to do with their parenting style and the expectations that they put on you because maybe they wanted you to hold yourself up to a certain level and standard because of how other people within the cultural group or the family would perceive them and you?
1: Oh, for sure. So I didn't actually find this out until I became a parent about let's see, my son is three years old. So about three years ago, um, my parents are something called narcissists. So they're very controlling and they um, they're very selfish, almost like a toddler. And I didn't realize until with my own son, like some of the inconsistencies, like how would they do that? You know, that would kind of hurt him, but uh, it's because they just wanted to have fun with him and they didn't care. So I realized that, yeah, I have a lot of self-talk in my head. That's Uh, created a lot of stress and pressure on me because they um, they view things how um, me how it will I guess uh, make them look so um, so I think that was the main driving force more so than culture
0: and now where you are now and you're adult do you have these conversations to let them know the impact that they had on on you and maybe challenge them in their area of productivity because obviously what they're doing that's not like mental productivity because that is causing them to exuberate certain amount of energy and toxicity that is affecting people around them and that person was you and just seeing a different way to have those paradigm shifts because I think to really have great productivity sometimes it comes with that transition and transformation with mindset
1: oh for sure so it caused perfectionism in me because um i was trying to earn love by you know um doing more and being more perfect so um because i i i wasn't i i didn't feel loved as a child so um so i was trying to work my way um to for them to love me and accept me but um so Uh, That was definitely a mindset that holding me back in engineering I wanted everything to be absolutely perfect so I was often behind in projects. So that's a very simplistic example, but it carried with me um, actually through most of my life till I started like putting the pieces together so.
0: And then another thing that's important too, whenever you think about productivity as a whole is setting up boundaries because people fail to realize that in order to be productive, you have to set up as well as instill and enforce those boundaries for yourself, but other people who have access to you. So do you have any of that in your eight courses that you teach on?
1: Um, Not currently, but I have thought about that. I do have a course on perfectionism because I have struggled with that all my life, but nothing currently on boundaries.
0: And then what are your eight courses right now that's on the market?
1: Delegation, prioritization, task project management, when to multitask or single task, uh, to-do list, um, goal setting, uh, perfectionism, time management, and the next one that's about to come out is uh, how to focus or focusing. Yeah, so
0: Man, those sound like amazing. And then can the courses be taken in sequential order or out of sequential order? Like what are your recommendations for those who come to you?
1: Out of order. So I guess whatever you're struggling with the most first, you can, yeah, there's no sequential order to them. I try to... Uh, make sure they all have uh, enough relevant material. So if there is some overlap, um, I do that for clarity and context so that people can, um, they're, they're all inclusive. You don't have to, I guess, buy multiple courses. If you're struggling with um, time management, for instance, uh, you don't ha- also have to buy the prioritization course or the task project management course, so.
0: So when you started, um, creating your courses, what was the hardest course for you to create maybe because of some mindset issues? And then what was the easiest one?
1: Uh, perfectionism was by far the hardest of course. And, um, um focusing focus course. I think that's the easiest. So.
0: And then for the length of the different courses, like how long are the courses and just kind of walk me through like what someone would get out of taking the course, like, is it do it at your own pace Vir- um, virtual applies to various types of learners because there's ki- kinesthetic learners, there's auditory learners and dot, dot, dot.
1: Yes. Um, so the process of the course, is that what you asked?
0: Yes, because I kind of want to just give the audience kind of a glimpse of what they would look forward to, because we're going to challenge them to go get one of these
1: courses. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yes, um, there's there's a brief introduction to the course, kind of the roadmap, and then there's core concepts uh, for each course, usually about three. They're all usually under an hour. They're somewhere around 40 minutes to an hour, and the bulk of the course is actually the application so there's documents um, I guess most people will be interested in the actual material but I only limit it to maybe three to five like core concepts and then go deep on them so that the main focus these are like the most efficient concepts so if they implement any one of these they'll get you know dramatic results so and then I just end with a, a summary and there's different, I guess, levels of uh, accountability or application. And so one of them is get an accountability partner and you could uh, work with your accountability partner each week. And there's questions for both of y'all to make it more interesting or fun, like gamifying it. There's, there's also working with me or something else called setting up stakes or consequences some people are more motive, motivated by pleasure. Some people are mo- more motivated by pain. So the uh, consequences are the stakes. Uh, you actually have to put money on the line. And there's different websites that will do this for you. And it'll actually donate that money to a charity you hate if you don't complete your goal. So that that does seem to help some people. So.
0: Ah, I like that. And I like the spin on it because... If you're not motivated and diligent, then you're going to give your money to a charity that you hate. But on the flip side, you're actually helping that charity, too. So, Brandon, uh, before we jump into the call to action, is there anything else about productivity from your expertise that you want to mention?
1: I guess tying back something you said about school, um, so you said that sometimes kids were more advanced, and that's often true. People with ADHD, they're smarter. But- They have, they also seem to have a narrower uh, focus or interest range. And so that's actually the key interest equals focus. And so you can naturally focus on things that you're very interested in. And people with ADHD really find this out. If they have a hobby or a certain career, they could just get lost in it. And we call that hyper focus. So uh, interest equals focus is one of the keys to to anything. So you don't have to focus on Netflix. You're just naturally interested in it and, and you want to. So you could do this by two ways, curiosity. So if there's a boring part of your work, you could ask yourself questions that would intrigue you about that boring thing you're doing, or you could turn it into a game somehow. But those are one of the uh, keys, especially if you naturally get easily distracted to, to focus better at work. So
0: I like that. And I like the formula, say it again, cause I was just a golden nugget.
1: Interest equals focus.
0: Interest equals focus. And then curiosity. So you have to be curious and that curious is going to peak, peak your interest. And once you're interested in it, it's going to drive the focus factor, right?
1: right? You don't need motivation. You don't need drive or discipline. If you're really interested in it, you'll just, you'll just get lost in it. You'll naturally focus. You don't have to push yourself to start it. You don't have to worry about procrastination, none of that stuff. So
0: So now we're jumping into our call to action segment. So Brandon, once the audience hears this topic, what do you want them to do? Do you have a challenge for them? Do you have a sentiment that you would like to leave them with?
1: Well, I would encourage them to go take the career personality test. And it, it shows them the level of structure they're most efficient working in. So it, it will give you clarity on which kind of task and projects at work uh, you, you feel most comfortable in and also you most enjoy working in. So as well as give you clarity, it gives you a filter to filter productivity tips. So some productivity tips might be way too structured for you and you might feel constrained or boxed in by it. And on the flip side, you might, uh, you, you might have con- uh, productivity tips that are not structured enough for you So or projects or tasks so you feel lost and directionless and confused. So, um, having a little clarity on what level of structure you enjoy working in, um, I think would really help out most of your audience, hopefully. So
0: I like that challenge. So I think I need to jump on over and take that just to kind of see where I fall. And then Brandon, how can our audience connect with you via your website? And are you on any social media platforms?
1: Um, just on YouTube for now and the website they could check out that test that I love shiny objects.com forward slash test
0: amazing and there you have it listeners and viewers of gems podcast you just heard our special guest Brandon Cordoba with I love shiny objects head on over to that website take that career personality test and see where you fall in make sure you like comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also, for the video of this segment, you can head on over to YouTube and type in at gems with Genesis Mars Kemp to see all things video content. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the guests that I bring on as well as the mission behind the show, which is to bring educational, inspirational, and motivational topics on a daily basis Monday through Friday. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go learn something new. Get out of your comfort zone, take actions, and remember in order to get to the finish line, you have to start first. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with G e n e s i s Amaris camp a-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on Gems Podcast.